You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Is your head getting a little big over there? Oh boy, I oh. feel I feel pretty, pretty, pretty Miss, famous. Miss Portlandia, is that? Are you going to uh, start uh, posting things on Twitter like <gasps> totally. that? Totally, I'm going to change like my stat, like my uh, job and such on uh-huh. Facebook and everything. And be like a uh, Portlandia star. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what you should do. Uh, Portlandia star, and then post things to like uh, Fred Armisen and, and Carrie, what's her name? Oh, like, all yeah, the time. That's not at all annoying when people no, do that. <laughs> no, and just now you can pretend like you're their best friend. Oh god. Yeah, well, when I was on Portlandia, it was a little bit different. Uh, I was on there for a full maybe two seconds, so um, I'm pretty much a cast regular. You are a star. Uh, Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon, Portlandia's own. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Wherever and however you listen, it is so fantastic that you do so. We have funny today, Greg. We have a fantastic show lined up for you. A ton of stuff that we're going to get to, um, including here in just a minute, we're going to play our interview with none other than Christopher Titus. He is so awesome, and uh, he joined us for the second time. Yes. Yes, this is the second time we've talked to Mr. Titus, and uh, he was just as charming. He was. My face hurt from laughing. Yes. He was awesome. He is absolutely amazing. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club this weekend. He's probably, he would probably be pretty impressed with my new credentials. I think so. I didn't tell him. You didn't didn't bring it up. I didn't want to brag about it. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't want to brag about how famous I was to Christopher Titus. I don't think Titus has been on Portlandia, but somebody in this room has, and that is Sarah Dillon. (laughs) So if you watch yesterday's Portlandia episode. Um, and, Sarah, you, and if you blinked, you might not have seen me. <laughs> <laughs> but Sarah was in a scene in Portlandia that actually uh, aired where she is at a party with uh, Carrie Brownstein. Yes, Carrie Brownstein. Carrie Brownstein. Oh, there is a picture. Sarah a did picture. There's me in all my sweaty glory. Yes, where she's at a, a social party where she's drinking wine. A social gathering, Social if you gathering. Will. And by the way, that was a lot. Like We had to keep refilling the glasses. Uh, spoiler alert, not wine. Cranberry juice. Yeah. That was a lot of cranberry juice. I remember afterward, we were all just like on a sugar high. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's funny is this exact scene, I had an audition to play one of the the guy characters in that role. Uh I got a callback for it, but I didn't end up getting it. But we almost would have been in the same scene together. Oh, my God. That would have been so cool. I got nothing to say about that. But yeah, that. uh, No, but you wouldn't have been in my scene because, again, the one screen cap that I got was for the one second I was on there. I think they showed my face twice. Yo. For like, uh, so it's probably about equal to one second with the half second first shot and the half second second that's shot. That's enough to call yourself Portlandia's own Sarah Dillon. <laughs> I, think, I think that you should. I think that's how you should start. So to, many people do that. They're on, they're like an extra on an episode of Portlandia. They're like, oh, featured on Portlandia. It's like, no. I mean, like, what can I say? I'm, I've been on a sh- uh, TV show with Maya Rudolph. I can say that now because she was on that episode well. As she was well. on that episode. You never I've saw worked, her. But. You know what, Greg? I've worked with Maya Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> you have to start using all that stuff and just get really pretentious about it. Well, well yeah, you know, I mean, it was uh, it was one of those things that I was on and it was pretty amazing. It was pretty, you know, I don't really want to get into it because it was. It didn't really feel like a job. It felt like more, more like a family. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. Sarah oh Dillon God. going straight Sarah, to her I'm, head. I'm glad I didn't. I can't. I mean, I'm. I could have been easily cut out I think of the whole thing but since like Carrie Brownstein was standing in front of me and like they were like looking at her face or something so I think that was the reason the only reason I made it was oh because yeah you gotta get right by right by the start yeah. right in that camera that's angle. what Greg was telling me mm-hmm. too he's just like oh if you're gonna be in it at all you better um, you know get as close to you know the main characters as you can I'm like I yep. don't know but then they put me there yeah. so I didn't get to pick I mean you, of course you don't get to pick when you're an extra well not necessarily no but anything that you can do but it, it did work you made mm-hmm. it you made the cut you are a Portlandia star now 
Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope I get the chance to do it again because that was so much fun. Yeah. And I, yes, I, now that I've had a little, now I've had a little taste, mama wants more. Ew, <laughs> that's so gross. Never address yourself as mama. Oh, that's so disturbing. That is absolutely disturbing. All right. Uh, well, why don't we do this? We have we have so much stuff to get to. We do, including we have an uh, an exciting adventure coming up this we, weekend. Uh, indeed, we we're sure going to be do. hanging out with the rich people mm-hmm. um, this weekend. But we'll talk about that here in just a little bit because I think I think we should play our uh, interview with Titus. I think right we should. That. It was it was quite amazing. Yes, Christopher Titus. Um, of course, you know his name. I mean, his television show. Honestly, I was just talking to people about this yesterday. One of my favorite sitcoms of all time, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even really a sitcom. I don't know. It's just it was a really cool show. And uh, then he's done that, and he's had comedy special after comedy special and he's going to be at helium comedy club tonight which is friday april 4th 2014 right here in portland oregon Mm -hmm. so you can get your tickets there and then tomorrow's shows that sounds like are selling out pretty quick yeah so i mean if you want the chance to see him and you're here in town see him tonight see him i mean the guy is a a 30-year veteran comedian every show he does is is original so this is a new tour yeah so if you saw him last year when he was in town this is a like he all of that stuff is gone yeah this is all completely new material completely reinvents himself reinvents his whole show and this is his brand new one that he's going to be talking about tony in the chat saying saw him last time he was in town it was a really good show yeah yeah, he is he is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why don't we go ahead and do that? We'll play our interview with Titus, and then we'll come back and talk about everything else that's going on. Oh, my gosh. All right. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Christopher Titus. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. What's up, guys? It's the world champion, Judah Friedlander. You're listening to Greg and Sarah on the Fun Employment Radio. Why? Because you're a hero. Yeah. I'm just going to call this out. Were you just shoveling down cottage cheese right no, before we're about to do I don't do know an what interview? you're talking about. I know. Yeah, I know. Titus walks in. I'm like, I have cottage cheese in my face. It was interesting. It was like, she started it and then it was like, boom, shoveled like three things. Well, because things. I'm like, what's going to be worse? Me eating cottage cheese really quickly or like my stomach starts growling and it gets really loud. I can hear it. Wow, really? That's a problem. It is. Yeah, I swear to God, when I was in college, I would sit in like the room with like 200 people and my stomach growls so loud that I would start to get panicked and so I'd bring granola bars with me everywhere. <laughs> It is super you're, loud. You can you hear it. You were the snack girl. You have per- stomach, I was weird th- You have lower GI performance anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> and then I start to get anxiety <laughs> because <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm going to get anxiety. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> oh, it's all classy on this side of the table. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I never expected to admit that. Right. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, Christopher Titus. <laughs> I am an expert in internal medicine. I'm going to be talking today about lower GI problems. And why cottage cheese will save you. <laughs> it's probably like actually the worst thing for it, I'm sure. All that dairy. <laughs> yeah, dairy really. But let me put curdled milk in my body. <laughs> See if that works. I think we're all just becoming pretty much not just lactose intolerant, everything intolerant. Yeah. My, my, uh, my new wife just had an uh, 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 allergy test. Turns out she's oh, Congratulations, new wife, by oh, the way. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. I'm oh. so happy. She she's, turns out she's allergic to chocolate, cauliflower, lemons, like uh, soy, anything that's in anything, and gluten, anything that's in anything. <laughs> they're like the tens on her on her scale, and she literally would double over. So, oh. so now I've become that person that I hated in restaurants. Oh where, yeah, where I you know and I can't buy. Uh, do you guys have any gluten free stuff? I need gluten. It can't have any lemon in it. Does it have oil? What? No. What kind of oil is that? Is it canola oil? I don't know if she gets soy. And I've become that person, <laughs> and I and I hear myself, and I just and I and I apologize all the time now, I, and I. 
I, but I blame her. Yeah. Well, I am yeah. my wife. And nothing to do. I can eat all this crap. <laughs> Look, just give me off some beef and whatever. But my wife, she's very tender. I was going to ask, has it changed your diet since she's been? Yeah. You know, uh, actually, she, but, but you know why? Because the stuff that she really likes that is good that she can't eat, I if I eat it, I there's a there's a, there's a problem. You feel like an asshole, probably. No, she makes me feel like an asshole. <laughs> she goes, Last night, I grabbed a pair of 90 uh, bitter, I like real dark chocolate. So I just, I haven't had chocolate one. I grabbed a bar of uh, 90% uh, chocolate, you know, uh, and she just goes, oh, you can eat chocolate. Good. <laughs> this is this, this underlying you bastard and pretty much anything good that I eat. You oh, selfish son of a bitch. Like, son of, <laughs> you know that I am going to double over pain if I eat it, but you go ahead and enjoy it. I'll just sit here and watch you enjoy yourself. So, what may happen with me is I'm a knee-jerk person, so what it may happen is I may go the entire other way and just start cranking down Snickers in front of her. <laughs> yeah, mm, that's so good. Smear it on your face. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, when, you know, I, and I do have a weird reaction because when she, she was training, she's done two fitness shows where she got in a crazy, like, 6% body fat. Oh, wow. And posed, and she, she did fitness, and she did a bikini, and she's, you know, I'm really, I got really, like, I'm with a girl that's like, <laughs> dude, how did you hook that up? <laughs> like, every time I get her, goes, what the hell? I, and I go, I don't know. I have no idea. So, and, and so when she was doing training and she was eating like eight ounces of chicken five times a day and, and broccoli, I got, I went the other way. I got, <sighs> got kind of mad about it because when my diet did change for a while, and yeah. I was like, what the hell am I doing this? <laughs> and I just started eating that cheesecake every day. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm not doing what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> it's like your form of rebellion. Yeah, yeah, literally. It was literally like a weird protest, the opposite of a hunger strike. <laughs> it was a total <laughs> Well, you've always been a very slender man. I mean, you're Weight doesn't seem to fluctuate. No, I, I wasn't. I was. I wasn't actually. When no? I was in high school, I mean, junior high, I was. I was. I was puffy. I was. You're a puffy. Fat kid. I have some pictures of me. That I'm like, oh. And my dad was just beating me to death about it. Yeah, hey, what's up, fat ass? I mean, that, that's Jesus. how. Jesus. Yeah, that's how. Eh, you know what? I, I, shame and humiliation is something we need to bring back. <laughs> I think it, it can be a good motivator. It, it looks like it worked. <laughs> right now, we all believe that we're safe and everything's fine. Like the new show, uh, "Our Anger Pursuit of Happiness." Yes. which I've read an entire new show since I was here last time. I that is so amazing. And. Uh, and and it's all about how we are all this weirdly protected society now. People, if they're lost now, they just stop in the lane they're in and start looking at their GPS on their phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, shut up, I'm busy. I'm like, you know, and, and everyone has a word that makes them mad, or we all got a syndrome or an ailment, a peanut allergy. And when a peanut allergy shuts down a school, <laughs> we've come too far. <laughs> and if a peanut kills you, maybe you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> the planet is covered in peanuts. What are you doing? I cannot wait to play this for my friend. Ryan, <laughs> do you know how bad it is? Here's how bad it is. We were on a. Uh, and by the way, if you have peanut allergy, good for you. Just don't eat peanuts. How about that? <laughs> it's not up to That's us yeah. to to corral peanuts for you. We don't. We shouldn't be hurting peanuts away from you. You should just know not to eat peanuts. Read the label, dumbass. How about that? But instead, society's taking on. No, we have to protect all the peanut people because they're obviously stupid. Right. There's obviously a genetic defect somewhere that they can't even think to not eat peanuts. It's like they're trying to find the peanuts. Right. It's, it's your job. That, Stop that, it. No. What are you doing? i got to hold this guy back from the planter's bowl. He's going after it. We just need to, like, play. Anyway, it's like penis security guards, because I don't understand why it's such a big deal. We're on a plane go, we're, in, we're going to Denver, and, uh, and and we're on the Southwest flight, and the pilot comes on, we're on the ground, and he goes, ladies and gentlemen, we have to discontinue uh, snack service because someone in the back has a severe peanut allergy. And I was thinking, is it airborne? What is yeah. it? Is a peanut allergy patient zero in the back? <laughs> you know, did he start the peanut? I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it was, it was like, that is I so say we weird. risk it. I say we risk it. It's one the guy. The entire plane, though, 
was refused snacks. And that's all they got on Southwest. Like, yeah, only that's it. The side of Southwest Airlines is there are really funny announcements and uh, <laughs> peanuts. <laughs> Nothing. That's kind of rude that you were denied your peanuts. It was weird. Like, the whole plane was like, it was like you, you could literally collectively hear the plane go, what the fuck? <laughs> like, and you know there was one guy in the back that didn't want to be known. I, yeah. I'm sorry, I love peanuts. Yeah, I love, I mean, who's that peanuts, asshole? Yeah, yeah, peanuts are great. <laughs> so anyways it, it, we've become kind of douchey and, and we and the thing is that see, things used to kill us that's the thing things mm. the real things used to kill yeah. us and I say in the show now like if there was a 400 pound furry carnivore that killed three of your friends every six months you wouldn't be walking down the street looking at your, your smartphone going oh my god did you hear it out to Kim and Kanye <laughs> you would come out of the house like look to the left look to the right is it there Go to the car, <laughs> and you would be focused, and we would say we would we would we would evolve society. But I I do a thing called Armageddon Day. I think that some of us need to go. <laughs> we really need to thin the herd. Yeah, you know, people that wear pajamas in public. I mean, <gasps> what do you? You can That is. That's been a long time stance be, actually on this show. Exactly that. We're way too safe. Yeah. If you have the balls to wear SpongeBob flannel pajamas in the mall, why you, are they always SpongeBob? You, too? I, I know you need yeah. to climb it to the wood chipper on your own. It's SpongeBob or Looney Tunes <laughs> because we're too yeah because we're too safe because nobody believes that anything bad can happen to them. So I'm proposing that we have a legislation where every maybe six days a, 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 a six days a month for seven years, bad things will happen. <laughs> There's just no rules. Just Armageddon Day. No rules whatsoever. You know. You know. Like it would be like when Detroit. Wins a championship, just no, <laughs> just bullets and fire. That's all it's going to be. Bullets Do whatever you want to tonight. And the people that are paying attention, we'll, we'll handle it. We'll, and we'll get yeah. this weird society of just grizzled badasses that can evolve us. And the dumbasses who are in pajamas and who can't, or, or who believe that they're on a bicycle and deserve an entire lane of traffic. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry, the bike is 11 inches wide. You need a whole lane. You're obviously an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so I'm just I'm just I'm this I'm on this weird catch. This new show I'm really happy. This is the, the new show I've written is the best thing I've ever written. Oh, that is amazing! Wise. Yeah, it's really cool. I do my own. I do uh, uh, my eulogy at the end. Mm-hmm. I do you know I, I and I and it's kind of I do this bit. There's a new bit called um, "Here's How Life Goes," where I go from birth to death because we all have this weird thing that we're going to win life. You know, like yeah. eventually if I get enough crap, if if this radio station gets now you get we get a hundred thousand listeners of my uh, an episode, we're gonna you know and we're gonna win life and we're not. It's all gonna go the same pretty much for all of us and we all and we're projecting our joy I'm not going to do the bit now but we're projecting our joy into the future mm. one day one day yeah and my, what I love about my dogs is my dogs don't have a future my dogs their their life is happens two millimeters in front of their face and that's yeah. it put a piece of chicken in front of my dogs that's their life chicken it's <laughs> the best thing ever take that away put a ball 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 is ever uh, you know an uh, old sock sock they're just like whatever's in front of them they love their life and we don't you put a piece of chicken in front of us we're like chicken God, I hope there's no salmonella on that chicken. <laughs> long enough, and we do this whole thing, and, and and we just forgot to be happy. So it's 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 a weird, in my own way, it's uplifting. That it, sounds it, uplifting. No, no, actually, I can see the I can see the beauty in that because instead of analyzing how to take away the happiness yeah. out of everything in front of you, the problem is I demonstrate how bad it really is going to be. For <laughs> like, like like I don't go. It's not a joyful Tony Robbins ish type thing. It's like I take us through all the way through from birth all the way through your kids screwing you over. Over to it's the worst bit ever, <laughs> at one point, and they always clap at the end, but the clap is real tentative. It's like, is that really how it's gonna go for us? Oh my They're god! Looking around, like holy, yeah, I feel like, oh 
holy shit, I didn't want to, why did I come here? <laughs> so you're forcing them to live in the now. I, I got to be yeah, exactly. Because yeah. right, it's a, the nightmare's coming. <laughs> Break them down, the tear them down, <laughs> and then you're the greatest the, thing I've ever seen. The last, line of the, the last line of the bit is like, you, you've made it through all this life, and you, and you get to a point, you had a, then you, at one point you have a stroke during the, during, in the bit, the guy, you have a stroke. <laughs> oh my God. And then you spend seven years going to, going to physical therapy, and you know, it doesn't cost you anything because for some reason Obamacare worked out. Who knew? And you, and then you get to the end of it, and at the end of it, and I go, now you're 73, you're back to a place where no one can even tell you how to stroke, and now you're ready to pursue happiness, like it says in the Declaration of Independence. Two months later, the universe flicks your switch, and you die. And, and, and in the last moment of indignation, your muscles relax, and you saw yourself with your last meal of chili beans and blood thinners. Oh and you go God. to Jesus covered in your own poop. And people are looking at me like, I mean, because they all know that's how it, we all know how that's how it's going to go. Yeah. But nobody wants to hear this. <laughs> you know, there's some there's some independent films that are they're very artistic, but I can't sit through them. Yeah. And that's kind of how life is going to be for us. So there you go. Welcome to the show again. Yes. Christopher Titus. Uh, <laughs> Tony Robbins can bite my ass. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So you're always creating. So how often do you do your podcast now? We do it every, we do it every week, and uh, we just got picked up by Breeze Radio. And, and it's, you know, it's it's weird. Like, I totally trashed GM this week. GM, I, I, I went. The good thing about the podcast, I mean, I was thinking about coming over here, mm. is that I, because uh, I just did an interview, and I was like, I even told I even told uh, Zach, the, the prepubescent guy that drives me around. He looks uh, very, said, very young. He does. Uh, <laughs> uh, we cleaned off the placenta earlier. But he, <laughs> he, um, I was telling him, I go, that was a good interview. I'm getting good at this. And he was like laughing. I go, no, I mean, I know when I suck and I know when I'm good. I was good. And it's because of the podcast. Yeah. I've, got yeah. to a, I've got to a place now where, and you guys know this, like, like there's no situation you could put in there where you'd be worried. But then when you first started right. it, you were nervous. God, I hope I don't suck. Right, yeah, yeah. You don't give a flying rat's ass. No. Just Mm-mm. say what you're going to say and it usually comes out. As long as you, you take the filters away, all of a sudden it comes out good. So I write the Armageddon Update and we went after General Motors so hard this week. And I know, and I'm, I also write for a, a Good Guys Rod and Custom. I write for a Hot Rod magazine. And I know I'm going to get shit for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Know oh, the crossover on that one. Yeah. Well, I know I'm not going to be getting any free uh, lease from General Motors. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, I know those are not going to be your buddies. Titus, why don't you drive our car around? Well, they kill people. They knew 10 years ago that this yeah. ignition switch killed people. What and was it, a dollar a piece or something like 57 that? 57 cents. 57 <laughs> cents. If they replaced the part when they made the ignition systems 10 years ago with a 57 cent part, it would have changed it. Now, on 2 million cars, 57 cents is a lot of money, but I believe the <laughs> reputation of killing a bunch of people. <laughs> and it was all about how corporate America just sucks. So I, I, I just trashed General Motors. And uh, but anyway, Here's the problem with this whole General Motors thing. Number one, the, the ignition switch would turn off. They said that one of their notes was, hey, by the way, don't put anything heavy heavy on your key ring that, uh, because if you had a heavy key ring and it hit a bump it would turn the car off the problem is the car's moving at 60 miles an hour it turns the car off the steering locks the brakes don't work and the airbag shut off so everything that could possibly oh set you up for death happens yeah you know and so uh, and so I just I just went after them really hard because they knew it they knew it and the woman she's like I'm the new CEO I just came in in January bitch you were there for <laughs> 17 years you're the CEO because you work for you had the meeting where you're like how much fifty cents? Fuck that! Yeah, you had you were in that meeting. <laughs> what are you talking about? So I just I'm just tired of us. And then you see Tesla. Then you see a company like Tesla, right? That is they're they're not outsourcing anything. They actually are, they even said they're going to start this new Gigafactory. They're going to build these uh, these batteries that are going to just going to literally change everything. 
but they're they're only going to take the graphene and stuff they need to make the batteries from America. And this dude is putting all like he opened up the plant for my hometown, Fremont, California. It's Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's only built in America. The car is built in America. Everything's made in America. It's you know, and he's and he gives a crap. And we're saving the planet. We're going to go to Mars. The guy's up to something. And so much we in the seventies, eighties, and nineties, especially the eighties and nineties, we really destroyed this country by this fuck everybody else, make mm. as much money as possible. General Motors, by the way, doesn't have to pay these people they killed. Do you know that? They don't have to really. Nope. No okay. settlement in there. Is there something in that no, paperwork? No, because or? when they went bankrupt <clears throat> and the government bailed, this, and here's how other shitty thing General Motors did. We gave General Motors through $300 billion, whatever, to, whatever we gave them, right? Yeah. They were supposed to pay it back. Well, instead, they said, we, they said, we'll give you stock. And we said, oh, okay. We bought stock. And then so when it came down to pay us back, uh, their, their stock was dropping. And we said, all right, let's cash the stock in. They only paid back. Everyone else paid. Elon Musk paid. Elon Musk paid all his loan back plus interest plus a prepayment penalty, which is the most bullshit thing yeah. in the world. Wait, I, I gave you your money back fast and interest, and I got to pay you. Well, you paid us back too fast. Yeah. How the fuck are we can make money? Like, uh, okay. So, but he did it. Yeah. General Motors paid 89%, and then they said, we were like, well, you should pay the government back all their money. And the CEO at the time said, if you guys bought stock like any other investor, fuck you. And I was like, wow. You guys, we didn't buy stock because we were like, you know, we as a government, let's invest in General Motors. That right. seems like a good deal. We fucking saved your ass. We saved your ass. And then you gave us the middle finger. So they're just, the corporate world has been pissing me off. So if you want to hear me rant in a funny way about what's going on <laughs> on the planet, go to the Titus Podcast. After you listen to uh, Fun Employment, then go to the Titus Podcast and you'll hear me bitch and moan. Well, ranting in a funny way, your name popped up. I was actually reading an article on Vice uh, the other day the, about An- Andy Kindler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and how, how not to be a stand-up. And you kind of took uh, somebody to task, a troll in the comment section. I'm really, I don't, you know, if you know, if you know anything about comedy, Kindler has this amazing way of going in and dis- dissecting the shitty parts of comedy. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. There's, and there's been times oh, I sat in the back of the room with, because, you know, every comedian, you learn devices mm-hmm. over a while. And there was one, it's funny, it's funny, because Kindler is kind of, he's like this weird cop of comedy. And if you're a comic, <laughs> and, and like, you know, he, he does, he, he, and it, the rules, he makes... And there was this bit I was doing, and the joke is, and I just, one night it was instant, and it came up on stage, and I said it, and it was great. But then, I, I kept doing it like a mistake every night, and I started to hate myself, because Kindler would make fun of that. Yeah. yeah so I put, my, I put my jacket on the hooker. Did I say hooker? And and so, whatever, but, you know, and so... And I started doing it. The joke was, uh, and I'll still throw it in the act now, but I don't do it. I don't do it fake anymore. I, but I would go. Uh, I was talking about. I, I do this bit in uh, in the new show where I talk about how I just want to. I want a bigger car and a smaller girlfriend. And you women, I want a cuter car and a bigger boyfriend. And I want. I want to pay down my debt so they can raise my limit, and then I can put a down payment on a facelift. So when I'm seventy, I look like I'm seventy uh, <laughs> with a facelift because Bruce Jenner is so attractive. <laughs> now I say that, and I and I just go, what happened there? I used to eat cornflakes out of that dude's box <laughs> and the first and the first night I said it I really said it like that and I was like oh shit and I said I said your honor I'd like to retract the last joke please and it was funny and then I said that is very funny because in six months I think the joke may mean something totally different and so I started doing it every night like that like I just made it up well yeah. Kindler 
so and, I, and I'm weird because Andy Kindler's voice is in my head going, <laughs> going I put my coat on a hooker and I was like oh, I suck I'm so horrible I'm a hacky and, 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 but I don't think I'm hacky but, but like Andy will dissect it so he actually kind of pointed out all the stuff that is in comedy that comics that are still doing look if you're writing a joke about a like a penis or anal rape or fucking your grandma guess what been done beat to death mm-hmm. what do you why are you wasting your time and our time for come up with something new tell me your story let's go and so Kindler kind of went after all the rules did you read the thing that he wrote yeah no it's great it's pretty accurate Mm -hmm. and for a guy who's done comedy for 30 years now it's pretty accurate and this guy I forget what the guy said but I remember I remember I had had a couple glasses of Pinot Noir and I was just (laughs) and I just uncorked on the dude (laughs) yeah it was some yeah so I'm looking at this now and someone like actually was writing like oh Titus just told (laughs) told you off (laughs) it was amazing (laughs) yeah there was just some douchebag in there going like oh Andy Kindler who the fuck is that he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about right yeah Andy Kindler doesn't know Andy Andy Kindler you're not funny you're a hack really (laughs) really dude yeah, you know, I don't know. I, there's so many guys you could point to that are just shitty comics. Yeah, I'm not going to because I'm not going to be that guy. Let Andy do that. But, uh, <laughs> but let to, him be the voice in their heads. Also, to go after Andy Kindler, he's a three foot eight Jew. <laughs> <laughs> like to go after Andy Kindler, so like tiny. why don't you just go kick some puppies? Why don't you go? Why don't you just strangle some uh, some kittens? You dumbass. So and and by the way, I'm also that guy. That's why I think about like a. I guess I'm my 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 wife is kind of right leaning and I'm kind of left leaning. I didn't realize well I'm more independent than anything. But I didn't realize mm-hmm. that the, the right made me really left leaning. Like the lad, the lad, this last Republican Congress made. Oh yeah, me like, mm. I'm like you guys have done sh- nothing. You are the worst <laughs> Congress we've ever had. You've done nothing except been obstructionist. So I'm kind of left leaning. But I think I wish we had because I am. I am. A, I will. If, if I if I was going to say I was left leaning, I will. Most left people don't want to. We're not going to get no violence. We're just going to say <laughs> our thing and move on. We're going to protest with signs. I'll punch you in the fucking throat. <laughs> like I wish we had some Democrats that just had the balls to stand up yeah. Yeah. and just be like you bite my ass I'll be like oh I love who's this <laughs> you know don't you think we need some tough down? we don't have any tough we do guys. no no that is very yeah, true who do we have that's really ballsy that's ballsy on the left Nobody, right? Yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't I, even I, think, I can't of think of anybody off the top of my head. Everyone, everyone just keeps hedging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you just start hedging, yeah, guess what? Yeah, I stand up for everybody. You know what? Yeah, you can't fuck people over. Man. Corporations can't pollute us anymore. You can't cause cancer anymore. Fracking, you, my water should not catch on fire, you dickheads. Like, that's, I'd be the worst fucking Democratic <laughs> candidate ever. Or the I best. Would, <laughs> I would make, I, all the Democrats would be like, oh, Jesus, he's a little intense. I don't know if I can, I don't know, did he, did he, he punched John Boehner. I don't know if that's good. <laughs> he's kind of scary. Yeah, he's kind of <laughs> <laughs> I know. You guys let me ramble I'm just rambling oh, this is awesome I'm just rambling this hey, is fantastic I like this well and we do need to make sure that everybody knows you are at Helium Comedy Club yes tonight and tomorrow night yeah we sold out tomorrow night uh, I think there's a few tickets left for a second show uh, and then tonight we got two shows and we got a killers Thursday you got we, it was packed last night and they, what a great I love this town I have to tell you this <laughs> it town. loves you right back it well, does but you know yeah but you know this town like Maria Bamford like that you guys really hold up the comics that I hold up mm. like you guys hold up comics that I go like me and my wife will pay to see Maria and Maria's like no no I'm like, no, no no we'll pay to see you we have no problem uh, uh, you know Kindler guy Patton and you guys yep. really like when there's you know those guys can't go to certain places in the country because you know you can't send those guys to Texas you know they're not right. Dallas go the fuck is this guy talking about that's how it is <laughs> yeah you know Arkansas whatever or I can play because <laughs> I know all the tricks sorry Andy <laughs> and so that 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 to do well I, it's weird because I get nervous coming here I 
always when I have a new show because I always want to make sure it's smart enough for this town, and it's a good litmus test. A really mm. good litmus test because this audience doesn't take bullshit real well. Yeah, they don't. They're not good with the tricks. Yeah, you know, and I know all the tricks, so I don't do them here. So you have different <laughs> tricks for like different states and different not even, venues. It's not even that. You know, if you're a comic, you you learn after a while that there's like what things, works and what doesn't. You, you can pull a couple things out of your ass to save a crowd. Like yeah. sometimes you just get a bad crowd, and uh, uh, you know where the worst crowds are in the country. Los Angeles. Yeah? Really? By far. Well, because everybody is a writer, an actor, knows better. I'm funny. I Why come on that on that stage? It's weird. Gotcha. Uh, we did an open mic at John Lovett's Comedy Club this last week, and, uh, and you know, my, my, my wife's a comic. She's been doing it for four or five years now, and she really works hard. Like, her and I used to have these huge fights, because I, I won't let her be bad like I won't let her like I, I like I'm saving you I keep telling her I'm saving you years I've already beat the I've done these horrible mistakes you yeah. don't have to do them and so we were at, we were at Lovett's Comedy Club to see a friend of ours and man it was just horrible dick joke comic after horrible dick joke comic. Yeah. there was a couple guys that were really one guy was really funny but there's always that one guy that stands out but the audience was just nothing <laughs> they were just horrible they just kept looking they, yeah. they'd go huh I'm like, you guys are, I, and I find God on stage, I walked on stage like this, I go, just want you guys to know, you guys suck as a group. Honestly, <laughs> have you guys ever worked together? And I started making fun of them, and, and, and then they started laughing, but they knew they sucked, and so LA just has this worst, we're better than you, we know more than you. Uh, yeah. Um, best audiences, I think Portland, you guys appreciate, and also, you can be doing something horrible, but if you know it's horrible, and you're making fun of it while you're doing it, yeah. the crowds are like, yeah, yeah. okay, dude, you know we you suck. We love self-deprecation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Love it. yeah, it's mm-hmm. huge, it's, it's huge. <laughs> So anyway, so, so even if you saw Titus like a, a year ago, it's a completely different show yeah. than the last yeah, time you yeah, were yeah. here. So now it's actually getting too long, so I have to cut it down. So we're going to film it in September. Uh, Voice in my head came out. In se- Voice awesome. in my head came out in September. That's uh, if you go to uh, ChristopherTitus.com because I produced my own special last year. We produced that's right, film. yeah, which was awesome. Yeah, we did it, and uh, I made a bit. Well, I learned a lot. You learn a yeah. lot. I took it on. We filmed it, and then. Uh, I, I let a dude who's a friend of mine goes, hey man, yeah, dude, I edit all the time. I said, okay, you can edit it then. I'll give you whatever. And uh, it, it ended up, we, then we sent it, then I sold it to Comedy Central, like, which is great. Like, I sold it to Comedy Central. So, like, I made money online and I saw it on Comedy Central because I'm so tired of the industry. Like, I was so lady as you do a podcast. I'm so tired of people who run show business mm-hmm. who have never I figured out show business I say this I figured show, show business out no no okay. but, but we're very excited to, you guys to wanna, yeah to I want to know absolutely <laughs> I'm, to all you listening I, I figured out show business <laughs> show business is run by people who bought the building some guy came in I paid for a building I have some extra money I'm going to buy some camera equipment then I'm going to hire these really talented people who really are saying something I'm going to pay them a little bit and I'm going to make 70 to 80% more than they make because I have the building and it's these people who've never written who've never acted who've never written a fucking joke who've never been in front of a live audience that they run show business Mm -hmm. and I realized like I have my own sound stage now I'm running a sound stage now I'm filming my own stuff because I'm that's awesome I'm so tired of some dude who's got a fucking law degree coming up to me and going I've been doing comedy 30 years pretty sure what makes an audience laugh yeah I can at least get in the I can hit the target you know (laughs) may not bullseye every time but I'll hit the fucking target and uh, and I remember on Titus we'd have these guys come in and go, uh, yeah, um, we don't think as a group that's going to work. <laughs> really? Did you did you group that out? Did you hear the joke? Did you sit in an audience do it, or did you just? Did you, yeah, you know, I was uh, I got my law degree at uh, at, at Purdue, and um, I, when it comes to comedy, I think I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. 
And I remember just wanting to punch him all the time. I have a, I have a violent thing. <laughs> well, you don't him. act on it. You just want to punch oh, people. Oh, man. So or maybe you so do. So I've decided. <laughs> I've just, so we're, we're filming my first movie. I'm directing a movie in October called Special Unit. Uh, I think I talked about it last time. Did I talk about it? Yeah, I think you brought it up last time, but I... Let me see here, because I just had something about that from uh, from our last time that you were in here. Oh, cool! Yeah, so but we I finished the script, and we, Josh Blue's going to be in it, and Brad Williams is going to be in it, and uh, it's you know, due to the Fairness and Disability Act, the LAPD has to hire four handicapped undercover detectives. And <laughs> I, I, I play the worst cop ever. I play Nick Nolte's mugshot, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm awesome. A, I'm the worst cop, and and it's it's really funny. We've got we're raising the money for it, and I got to tell you, man, it's it's scaring the shit out of me. Really scaring me. Yeah, because it could hor- it could go horribly wrong or amazingly right. But then I thought, also, I guarantee you, if some douchebag lawyer who works as a development executive comes and tells me what he thinks, I can guarantee it probably go wrong. Mm. I'll at least make sure it's funny. Yeah, yeah. No, at least, yeah. It may oh, get, that's awesome. And it's you yours. May, you may only get to see it on my website for four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but I swear to God, it'll be funny. And when well, are God you shooting that? That's uh, this this fall. You're we shooting. We start shooting October uh, third week in October. We start shooting and, and we shoot for about four weeks and. You know, it, we're making it for like nothing, and uh, but I, I will be watching that. We well, you know already. I decided that you know, like you guys one day just said, "Screw it, let's do a podcast," right? Mm-hmm. Well, we worked yeah. in radio, and then that, when we were fired from radio, we're like, "Screw it, let's do a podcast." Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you had to invest your own money and do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It's a little mm-hmm. scary. Yeah, this is all our own money. What yeah. if this is horrible? What if what is it? <laughs> exactly? Yeah, and then and then you just do it, and it's it can be just as horrible with a bunch of people and millions of dollars. So why not just do what yeah. you want to do? That's what with the conclusion we came to. Absolutely. What if, what if have you found with the podcast because give me freeing. some advice it's the most amazing thing but give me some advice on my podcast so we are do you ever look at the numbers and go oh we didn't mm-hmm. get enough listeners or we, uh, we look at the numbers but I mean that's just part of the business side of it you know right. more mm-hmm. than anything else like as far as the show we know how to do our show like, yeah. we've done it for so long and we know how to keep keep you know reinventing it a little bit like adding new things here and there but just doing what we do what we do best and then kind of judging by the feedback of it yeah. and that's and we like that's what we do and that's yeah. kind of how we gauge it like, yeah a lot of it is what we think is funny yeah we'll sit down and, and be like are you having does. fun still yeah yeah and we'll be like yep still doing this we, we still yeah like we'll do this. a check in like mm-hmm. every are you ever, every few months do you ever notice when you're wrong like we'll do a podcast and it'll be we'll get it done and we'll get done and Rachel will go yeah god that wasn't wait I didn't think that we weren't very good today we weren't very funny and I'm like yeah it was it was alright yeah and then you hit Facebook and it's like that was the best podcast oh, yeah. that is, ever that happens to us yeah or the complete opposite you think you did the greatest show out of the park and there's like yeah, oh like, that was okay really nothing like nobody yeah. nobody thought that was or, good or, yeah. or they attack you <laughs> yeah like oh yeah I was looking to reviews of the podcast you know check it out make sure we're doing because on my website on my new website which is christophertitis.com christophertitis.com I just did a whole new website so I put a thing, a link. You can just hit all the reviews of the podcast. I said, you know, no reason for me to talk about it. Just hit the reviews. And one of the reviews I was reading, it was just like, you know, he does a thing called the Armageddon Update, and he talks way too fast. I wish he could speak English. He speaks at a third grade level. I was like, and I, <laughs> and I, and I, and I was like, kind of laughing because sometimes I do speak too goddamn fast. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I can buy that. Yeah. And he still <laughs> gave it, random person. He still gave it like four out of five stars. He's like, you know, it's getting better though. He's already right. he doesn't totally suck. That is weird. The unsolicited <laughs> advice that people give you, like, oh, yeah. you're talking. Hello, my name is George B. You're talking too fast, Christopher Titus. Yes. Slow down for me. But <laughs> now, at first, it used to bother you, didn't it? When you'd first read the people? I don't on? read them. I, 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 I am such a yeah, I pussy about this. I read them. My wife Greg said, reads them. But it doesn't bother you anymore. No. But at no. the beginning, it kind of did. There, if there is, like, uh, I'll look for something if there is, like, valuable 
criticism in there. Like mm-hmm. if it's somebody just say that, like maybe something like that. Like maybe if I were talking too fast about something. But if it's somebody just says, "Oh yeah, and Greg sucks," or you know, yeah, like, eh, whatever. Okay. Yeah, I see those and I go, "Oh, that's my ex-wife." Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. ex-wife has obviously written in. She has done that. She has literally really written as other people. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's oh. yeah. And you know, like, you're, yeah, and he's he's evil in his marriage. Like, you get real really? specific just at like, one point. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and in the morning, she's always crabby, and then he'll yell at you. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, what? Who is this? <laughs> that's just creepy and sad. This is not Lockjaw seventy three. This is not Lockjaw seventy three. That's my ex wife. <laughs> well, Christopher Titus tonight. So tickets available tonight. Tickets available tonight. Yeah, there may be a few for second show tomorrow night. Okay. And yeah, and by the way, again, it's the best show I've ever written. I'm really excited about it. Now, uh, if you don't think it is when you come see it, I guarantee it'll be really funny. We had a standing ovation last night. That's awesome. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, partial. We did like a sixty percent. Just a couple of guys in the back. That, yeah. yeah. I liked it, but not gonna do it. No. What's weird is that, like, we all feel like every thing and like three people stand up and you just go, "All right," and you stay like you don't leap to your feet with joy of the person who just put their guts on the line. Like, looking around, should I? Son of a bitch had to stand up. All right, just stand up. Why? Because I don't want to look like a dickhead. It's weird. So stand up tonight when you go see him, or don't, or everybody stay down. Or just sit. But the weird thing is, once you get a standing ovation, and then when you don't, you just go. It's weird how levels change. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like I used to years ago. I was like, if I God, I want to be funny. I, I saw Dana Carvey. I used to work with Dana Carvey years ago when I started comedy. And every night, Dana Carvey, every show got a standing ovation. And I remember saying, one day I want to be that good. And then it got to a point where uh, it started happening. Uh, Norman Rockwell at the end, it started happening. Really, mm-hmm. like it started happening. And I was like, okay. And it wouldn't happen all the time. It'd be maybe two, maybe two out of five, whatever. And then I did uh, end of the world. And that started getting like it was like four out of five, and then Love Is Evil was like people loved Love Is Evil, and then uh, Nevolution got it because it was it ended real big about America, and then the voice in my head did real well, and then this show, and then I have to kill him, and then I start doing him again, and when I start doing the new stuff, it's not good enough to get a standing ovation. It's not. Isn't it sad that I'm talking about this? this is a rich white lady problem? <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? Seriously, and a moment of self awareness from Christopher Titus. <laughs> but I'm just saying. By the way, it goes out sick human beings are we're just sick we're just like yeah man I didn't get a standing ovation I suck no, shut up dude people, <laughs> shut up there was a bunch of people in wheelchairs <laughs> maybe they couldn't <laughs> well get your tickets heliumcomedy.com christophertitus.com and don't give me a standing ovation sit there sit there clap be happy <laughs> sit there be mildly amused. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were hurt. good. You were, you were adequate. You talked too fast, though. Yeah, it was adequate. Slow down. I don't believe I was ripped off. <laughs> Best compliment I can get. <laughs> You're a decent value of comedy for our money. It's a fair price. That's a weird heckler's right Fair trade. That was a fair trade. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Christopher, thank you so Thanks much for coming in. Thank Always so a blast. Much. All right, go see him at Helium, Helium Comedy. .com. Get your tickets. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hey, everybody. This is Christopher Titus. You are listening to FunEmploymentRadio.com with Nibbler Dylan. Keep listening. They have nice blankets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, now I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a liner from the last time yeah, he was in here. we just pulled the liner and we're like, I can't really remember what he said in the liner. Mm-hmm. I forgot we were talking about our blanket walls. He was complimenting our studio, and then we told him the secret that there's blankets on the walls. There's blankets. Shh, don't tell anyone. Secret hidden blankets. 
Christopher <laughs> Titus is going to be at Helium Comedy Club right here in Portland. So get your tickets now. Seriously, that's that's an original comedian. You don't want to you don't want to miss. Oh that. yeah, no, yeah. he is. There's fantastic. nobody like him. And uh, big thank you to him coming into the studio. So we've got a bunch of other stuff to talk about though because we we've got some things going on this weekend ourselves. Yes, Sarah. we do. And I'm ooh, I'm getting excited. All right. I'm getting a little... Uh, I am too. I'm getting nervous. Did you, did you hear the phone call I just made? Yes, I did hear the phone call that I'm you just getting made. Some, I'm getting some fancy nails today. Yes. Okay. Well, we should explain All right. We'll go back doing. to that in a second. But yeah. also, I'm excited because tomorrow and today, two more days, is the Bike Gallery uh, huge sale. Yes. The Bike Gallery warehouse sale. Bike Gallery, one of our fine sponsors. Of course, we had them on uh, last year, but they are so awesome. They are. And uh, the Bike Gallery Warehouse is going to be at their Sandy store. They have six different locations. Yep, so this is, this is the one on 53rd and Northeast Sandy. Yeah. It's right there. If you're heading up Sandy, it's right there on the left. And it's going uh, tomorrow and today, tomorrow and Sunday too, I believe, is the warehouse sale. It's going to be going on. And they have stuff up to 80% off. So Sarah and I talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. We're going to go get some jackets tomorrow. We're getting some jackets tomorrow. Because they have the fancy, fancy jackets. They do. We need to look the part. We're going to be riding our bicycles all summer. I mean, like starting next week, that's when we're going to start the challenge, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, yep, pretty soon. And the thing is, you can get the jackets for, I mean, up to 80% off. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of a good deal. And I'm going to get I a helmet, really too. Ooh. Kind of want to get some new uh, glove, like a bike uh, gloves. Oh, wow. Y'all are going to do the gloves. Yeah, because I get calluses on my hands from holding the handles too tight. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got a strong grip. I've got a strong Str- grip. Strong grip on that one. Real strong one. <laughs> so mm. that is Bike Gallery, and they are uh, located there on about 50th and Sandy. But you can also, there is something else, too. If you're not in town, now this doesn't count for the uh, stuff that's discounted for the warehouse sale. Yeah. But you can also order online and use the code FUN14, which directly relates to us. FUN14. And you'll get uh, you'll get a discount on your order. Yes, so you can. And you can, you can order to either pick it up in the store or you can order to have it shipped. Yeah. So yep. that means if you're not here in Portland and you still want to support us and Bike Gallery, and get some amazing products and for show it. Kelly like, hey, I love Fun Employment Radio. Yeah, I love the Bike Gallery. Yeah, this is how I'm showing it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, use the code Fun14, and that's at BikeGallery.com. So Ooh, I'm gonna probably happening. have to get the fingerless gloves tomorrow, though, because I'm gonna have my fancy nails. So why so I have to get the fingerless bike riding gloves? So which are kind of bitching looking anyway. Sarah and I are very fortunate, and we do want to thank. Um, does he want to be named? No. In this? Yeah. Yes. Named, but not named. So Troy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we can say that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you meant by named, not named. Yes, okay, yeah, we're not going to say what it's no. for. Okay, but we do have a fancy event. Yes, we do have a fancy event. That we are going to be uh, getting to attend. So what we're going to be attending is, it's kind of a, a charity event, but it's also a very high-end <gasps> Can we just say, can we give a spoiler alert, um, Greg and I aren't fancy. No, we are not we fancy are not. people. We, live, we both had our microwavable lunches no. for uh, lunch today. But we are fortunate because we have been invited as guests to this thing. This is a high society event. It is the highest of society and I know that like we're not going to say his name or what it's for or anything but I mean this is like one of those things where like it's pay plates like you know it's a it's a you pay to go to this dinner yeah but uh since he is high a high up representative of the company that's doing this he asked uh, Greg and I to accompany him and his beautiful fiance and also Scott and Lily yes so we're all going that but this is like hundreds of yeah, we'll just person. leave it at that. Per person. I'm not going to say how much, but no. I'm just like, but it's, and there's an S at the end of that. Yes. hundred. Yes. And yeah. we are getting, we are uh, actually invited to uh, to go there. So what it is, there's like the cocktail hour. <gasps> this is the one that we went to last year where, where Greg kept telling, thinking that everything was samples. <laughs> so you walk into this and it's at, at a big ballroom and um, I guess can I, I can say where it is because... Yeah, because I happen to also work there. We're not doing anything that, wrong. I know. It's like we I know. Like you made me so nervous wrong. though now because you're like, no, 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 no. 
So I'm, now I'm all nervous that I'm saying something I'm not supposed to. No, it's it's going to be. We're at the, actually uh, invited to this. It's not like we're breaking into it. Well, or this is we why we tickets. don't. Be, this is why we don't belong at these events. Because now I feel we guilty. Be this nervous about something we ha- we have tickets. I to. feel I feel like I'm going to talk about it, and then it's going to be. Oh no! Now I'm. Uh oh. Uh, maybe I'm not supposed to be invited to this. I don't know what's going on. I know. Why would we not be allowed to be invited to? Well, it? the thing is, it's even <laughs> more awkward for me. So it's at the Portland Art Museum, which has a separate building full of. Um, uh, Immaculate ballrooms. I mean, they're they're yeah. they're really immaculate ballrooms. This is also where I have a side job, and my <laughs> side job happens to be working at the events that are put on there. So let's let me say this: so, so Greg had to take off tomorrow. Well, yes, I did. <laughs> so I'm actually working there today uh, at one of the events. But then tomorrow, I'm going to be on the other side as one of the attendants at these fancy events. So I feel doubly weird on top of that and, th- and then just the fact that I don't really fit in at these kinds of things. No. Not at all. Which is why though. You're kind of like bouncing between the two segments. Like there's the Richie Riches and then there's your employers. Right. Like, and you're right there and you're kind of floating somewhere in the middle. I'm right in the middle. But this is what, this is my idea. Okay, this is my idea about what I can do with this thing. Because obviously I want to come off as a member of high society. I remember last year, you know, I said that I was going to tell everybody I'm a gold baron. No, a tycoon. A gold tycoon. You were a tycoon. I'm a gold tycoon mm-hmm. from the, uh, my operations are up in the Yukon, and I have various uh, operations um, uh, manufacturing gold in, in different Yukon. places, and uh, these are the things that I uh, acquire. You know, it's a lot of money, but I just don't like to brag about it, so that I'm gonna be, that's what I'm going to tell everybody. Aaron just said, ew, the help is going to crash the event. So not cool. <laughs> so many people are going to eye Greg wondering why he's there. <laughs> I know. There'll probably be people that have seen me there before, too, at different events. So um, so when, it, when I'm talking about this, though, since I do know the people that actually work there. I'm going to see if I can get any of them to go Did along with Did they like this. you? Like, would they... Some would of they, them. <laughs> would they go along with your shenanigans? Uh, I don't know. I, I think they all like me, but whether or not they understand shenanigans, I don't know. But I think there's a couple of them that I could get to go along with it. And so I want to see if I can get some of the event event people, like the event security people, to like... Like uh, treat me with like, oh hello, Mister Nibbler. Oh hello, Mister oh, Nibbler. Your table's over this way. Uh, yes, Mister Nibbler. It's so good to see you Don't here again. Don't have your fellow coworkers call you Mister Nibbler. Oh yes, hello. Oh, that's right. Because I shouldn't be Mister Nibbler. I have, a, I have to invent a fake persona here because I'm a gold tycoon. Nibbler doesn't sound like a gold tycoon name. I'm a gold. No baron. offense. No offense to your people and your and your family. Well, that's fine. I, I'll come up with a better name. Maybe, you could be gold. The, you could be Greg Goldstein, the Greg, gold tycoon. Greg Goldenstein. Oh, it's just a coincidence. You know, it was a family business. We thought, hey, the name sounded good. So why don't we just go into the gold business. That'll be my, my little entry thing. And I'm like, <laughs> and, uh, and then I can get them to go along with it. And they'll be like, oh, yes, hello, Mr. Gold- Goldenstein. Hello, Mr. Goldenstein. And That's a really strong name. I like that one. Goldenstein. Greg Goldenstein. Yes, Greg Goldenstein. Gold tycoon. I'm uh, gold my tycoon, operations Greg Goldenstein. Primarily in the Yukon. We have exploratory operations in uh, Papua New Guinea, where I've sent some various uh, liaisons to investigate the gold mining and to help the locals as well and see so I can go, go along with those things and then they'll, they'll look at me and I'll fit right in and they'll be like oh well yes of course we've heard of and I'll, I'll shame them if they act like they haven't heard of it you know of course you are familiar with Goldenstein investments and they'll be like oh yes 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 of yes, course of course yes, of course oh of course, Mr. Mr. Goldenstein. Goldenstein such an honor to finally meet you yes, Mr. Goldenstein I've, I've followed your work for many years see, I'm quite impressed see and right then I can have like one of the other event people that work there they can walk up to me and be like oh Mr. Goldenstein I don't want to bother you I just want to say it's a very very much an honor to have you in the building tonight <gasps> and oh, like, oh no God. don't do you worry have about it that actually likes you that you work with that would do that uh yeah there's one girl I think that would do it 
Just one out of I think so. <laughs> How many people do you work with? Just uh, one. I work with several people. I think most of them would be like, no, or they're they're not going to do that, or they just wouldn't understand that kind of shenaniganery. You know, they they don't understand. I don't think they'd be down with my hijinks. Okay, but there is there is one girl though. That I uh, think Tony, would do it. Tony did note in the chat that this uh, tomorrow you probably shouldn't be the one running through the ballroom going, I got another bottle of wine. I got another <laughs> bottle of wine. And that's what happened last time was we were at this <laughs> event, and you know, you sit around at the table where they're having the the fancy dinner, and our and table we're all ran just out like, of like drinking our wine like it's going out of style. Right, and our table ran out of wine. And so I, being the hero of the night, since the waiters weren't coming around with more wine, I went and sought out the waiter and uh, asked him if I could have another bottle of wine, and I got it and then screamed that as I ran across the ballroom. I've got another bottle of wine. I probably can't do that now that I work there. I don't think I should probably do that. <laughs> probably not. I'll, I'll get the wine this time. That probably, yeah, that, that should be... Well, I know. Well, I, I was reading up, so like I was trying to look up things because, as we said, Greg and I are not the most graceful... Or classy. We're kind of dirty. Like, you know, we, we try to not trip over things, but I'm always cutting. Like, I have this huge cut on the back of my hand because I cut myself with my own fingernail. And that's just what's happening. I so just you've got a this, giant cut on your hand. I have a giant cut on my hand just because of nothing. Yeah, I was I'm, just like moving. I, I was like picking up something and my thumbnail slid against my hand, slid open my hand. So now I have a cut on my hand. Well, I don't want to be associated with you. I don't want to be associated with the scabby girl. Maybe I should wear like fingerless gloves or something. I don't know. You got to cover that up. Though. I, I know. You know, I don't want to. Uh, the Goldenstein investment firm does not want to be associated with your your type. Yeah. You're bad for my because image. Because rich people don't cut themselves. No, they don't. No, they don't scrape no, because them. They, don't, they pick, don't have bruises. Well, that's because they don't pick up anything. Other people do that for them. Which, maybe you could be my assistant tomorrow, if you'd like to play that role. I'm not going to be your assistant. I already picked out what I oh, want to be tomorrow. this could be good. It I could be, be another... No. No, I'm not going to be your assistant. No. I picked out what I want to do. I want to be a high-class madam. That's what a I'm going to be. I'm going to be a madam because you know what? Madam's I cater. Oh. I cater to the prestigious gentlemen of of Portland, Oregon, where they like to have their fancy ladies with their fancy drinks. You're going to pretend to be. Or a I can madam. I can help men with discriminate or just dis, dis, uh, discriminate tastes. Discri- discriminate tastes? No, I'm decadent. You, you want to help racist uh, racist oh, guys who no. want prostitutes? No, what is it? Uh, del. del- Discreet? Not discreet. What's the D word I'm thinking of? I don't know. For my brothel. I don't know exactly what it is that you're trying to go for. <laughs> I don't, but I'd like to be a madam. I'd like to be a high society madam. Where everyone, like maybe you can pretend to be one of the Johns that I serve no. girls to. And I could be like, Dude, oh, Mr. Goldenstein, it's so nice to see you again. Did you have a fun time with Rebecca the other night? That, okay, you obviously <laughs> have no idea. I've never run a madam business or an escort service, but I can tell you right now, they don't want the madam walking around asking people if they enjoyed the service. Discerning taste. That's what I mean, discerning. Okay, this is not, that is not the way that you go about that. And I'll be like, oh, did you have fun with the hooker <laughs> I lent to you the other night? You clearly have no idea how that kind of business would work. <laughs> that kind of person would never be there because they're supposed to be, that's sight unseen you're like a secret thing no but everyone but it's like it's cool it's cool to it's to not get, cool to get toots when you're rich and old <laughs> oh my god so you go ahead and like, do Mr. that goldenstein you know you like- do not bring my name up don't you ever bring my oh, name yeah, up I'm gonna, see, I'm gonna wait until you're talking to like some pretty girl and i'm like that's gonna happen but um if, if uh, Greg's gold talking, buys a lot of a lot of favors uh so greg's gonna be over there uh, mr goldenstein's gonna be over there talking and I'll be like, oh, Mr. Goldenstein, I'm so happy that you're uh, quite the recurring customer for my brothel business. <laughs> uh, Rebecca fun. said that she that she wanted a, a slightly smaller ball gag the next time around. But other than that, she had a great time. 
No, that is not how that's supposed to work. You do not associate with me. You do whatever you think it's going to work. I don't know how that you think that's going to work for you. Like, what is your goal with that? Because I bet that I will get to talk to some men who, like, want to spend some of their vast wealth on me. And I'll be like, I'll arrange what you have to do uh, in order to, like, start to subscribe to my services and my girls. You have to give me $1,000 now and then give me your cell phone number and I will text you when you're ready for my lady menu. Which that's what I'm For a lady menu. For the lady menu. And then, you know what? I'm never seen again. And I've made, like, like $20,000 in a night. Like, come on. They're just going to hand you They're gonna money. They're going to hand me a thousand. I'm going to be like, hey, listen, I run the best brothel on this the, side hey, of you the- You shouldn't be calling it a brothel. Of the Willamette. Because it's- oh. You give me a thousand dollars and I'll put you on my list and my girls will get a hold of you. And they psh, give me a thousand dollars. Right. And they just open up their wallets and they, they have a thousand dollars. They do because they carry around oh, a lot of money. Oh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Strange lady who walked in with the scabs on her hand. Yes. Here's some money. Let I me just hand you this? money. What can I do with the scrape? I don't know, dude. Scabs are gross. You got it. You're gonna have to be. Shut up. Well, yeah. I'm just saying that's not very uh, high Should class. Should I put of makeup you. on it? But it's gonna look like I have makeup hands. But then it's probably gonna be dark because rich people always have good lighting. So you probably wouldn't be able to see my makeup scab hands. <sighs> You're gonna get removed. I can tell you right now. No, I'm not. I'm gonna look glamorous. Uh, I Did I tell you I'm getting fake acrylic nails today? So you're going to put fake acrylic nails on your scab hand And then you're going to walk around Trying to solicit money from gentlemen For an imaginary brothel I also got a brand new fancy dress At the dress barn, Greg You are exactly the kind of people When I'm working at the museum (laughs) We try to keep out of the place You're the kind who gets asked A brand new dress from the dress barn I bought a new sucky any thingy To to hide hide my uh, Pre-operation hot summer body so I brought I bought a sucky thing that I'm not going to be able to. It like, sounds like you're going to be having an operation the way you just said that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what well, is Operation Hot Summer? Yeah, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> so I have I bought a brand new like sucky anything. So like when I put that on, I'm not going to be able to breathe, let alone probably move. But I'll look thin, so that's okay. So I'm going to have that my dress barn dress, my acrylic nails. Um, I'm going to be. The you going to tell everybody you got you got that from the dress barn? I'm going to say oh. The savings I got it at the dress barn at the outlet mall in Lincoln City, <laughs> which, to be fair, I did. <laughs> but it doesn't. I'd I mean, say I'm winning the high society battle so far. I think I'm going to fit in a lot better. Actually, you go ahead and do that because, by comparison, I'm going to look amazing. I'm going to be fantastic. What are you going to Goodwill to get another one of your Goodwill suits? I don't wear Goodwill suits. I do not have a Goodwill. What are you going to wear, Greg? I have a suit. I have a suit. Maybe. I may go look for some other. Some other uh, things tomorrow. Okay. Make it a sport coat. Make it a sport coat to put over something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be pretty fancy. Uh, Rangi's asking, Sarah, why get acrylic nails? Because, Rangi, I have the nails of like a 14-year-old boy. They do not... And my grandmother was a was a hand model. Did I ever tell you that? And I have like really not a, amazing must, hands. She must be disappointed. She is disappointed. Scab hands. She's still... T- I mean, she's not, a, you know, all there. Like, she's, you know, she's getting pretty old, but she always takes care of her nails. Her nails yeah. always look... Amazing. Oh, yeah. Do you hide your hands when you go in there? I do. I hide them in shame. Yeah. Yeah. With the scabs and the... Mm-hmm. In the broken nails. So I'm going to get my. Uh, I'm going to get some acrylic nails, and you know, because see, it adds a, a, an extra touch of class to my dress barn dress. So I think, uh, and, you know, my dress barn dress, my fake nails. Yeah, Tony is saying I need a pocket watch and a monocle and a cane. I do have a cane, and I've got a top hat that I can wear. Those I can have those along with me because I'm the sophisticated, slightly eccentric uh, gold tycoon. And they'll be like, ooh, who's that guy? Ooh, he's interesting. And all the ladies will be like, oh, he's not like the rest of the rich guys. He looks like extra rich so that he doesn't even care. He's like aloof. No, you care if you're walking around with a top hat and a 
and a cane. They'll be like, he probably flew in in a helicopter. And they'll all start rumors. They'll be like, yeah, you hear about that uh, Goldenstein flew in on a helicopter. What? He flew in an helicopter. And then I'll walk around and like spread the rumor all around. You've seen Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion so, way too many times. I've never seen that. I don't know what All right. Well, is. you're exactly describing they, the plot of Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. <laughs> well, <laughs> then they are geniuses and uh, they're stealing from me. So no, I'll spread these rumors around and then I'll see if I can get anybody from the museum to, to go along. They won't. They won't go along with that. Uh, but... That's what's going to happen, and then it'll be before you know it. There's just going to be a buzz about me, and I'll be standing there at the bar, and I'll I'll probably saunter up to the bar, and I'll have a martini, and I'll be sitting there, you know, with my with my hand on my hip. All right, yes, yeah, so he's putting his hand on his and hip. I'll put right my now. put my foot up on something, and I'll okay. just kind of look around, like, yeah, I belong here. Wait, but you're I belong like open everywhere. Legs, like showing your balls off to the world, like here's my martini, here are my balls. Well, no, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm a man who doesn't care. I'm a man who who is at one, no matter where I'm at. Like I'm comfortable in high society. I'm comfortable out in the woods when I go to my gold mines. You know, my my gold ranches. You, so you're, you have full woods full of gold mines. Yeah, yeah. Um, my, my gold my gold woods. And then I'll sit there and I'll, they'll be like, oh, wow, who's hey? I, I want to talk to him. And then it'll take the girls a little while to build up the nerve to come to talk to me. And then they'll be like, hi, Mr. Goldenstein. We just heard so much about you tonight because by then you know an hour hour or so has gone sure. by and the buzz is built up. Okay. And then I'll be like, oh, no problem, ma'am. I'm very easily approachable. What are what are you into? You tell me. What are you into? You what know, does that I've even seen, mean? I've traveled the world to many beautiful places, but I've never seen such an exquisite creature as you. And then I'll say that thing, and I'll be like, you know what look, would look good on you? My gold. Do you have like something gold that you can give to them? No, I'll, it'll be the fake promise them, of gold. You should buy uh, go some buy some like gold nuggets, and you can give out nuggets <laughs> to your favorite girls. You can be like, here, uh, here's comes, a Greg nugget this, for you. This comes from my mine in uh, Uruguay, and uh, here you go. You can have one of those. Then you can round up all the nugget girls at the end of the night and and take your pick. Ooh, I like that idea. Mm-hmm. It'll have like instructions on where they go to meet up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think this is pretty. And then good. we can put the Nugget Girls on my lady menu, and all will be right with the world. Then we'll all make money. This is a big scam here. This uh-huh. is how it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg, since you know we're kind of looking for advice on how to play the part of being you know Richie Riches, and you know clearly you being a gold tycoon and me being a madam, mm-hmm. I was looking as one should want to uh, on the internets for some all for right. some maybe casual advice for how to trick people into thinking that you are rich and sophisticated. <laughs> okay, that's good. So uh, I, I found this. some music. Okay. And I wanted to play a little bit of this because we need to get accustomed to like talking about this kind of stuff while this kind of music is playing. Because sure. Clearly... Oh yeah, this sounds like Yeah, rich... doesn't it sound like rich people yeah, music? Yeah, this is rich people music. Are we going to have to waltz? This is waltz music. I don't know. Do we have to waltz? I don't know how to waltz. Do you know how to waltz? No, I'll fake it. I don't know how it, No, oh, I have no idea how to waltz Okay I know how to do I know how to swing That's the only dance move I know Alright, well I did find some advice So the first one I found Is a website about uh, Called How the how you can trick people Into thinking that you're rich By looking rich So do you want to have some tips? Yes Alright, so first tip That they give uh, The first tip is Dress in a classic manner a classic manner. A classic manner. So it says private so like school a uniforms. And a, and a private cane. school uniforms are perfect examples of this. Use them as an inspiration for your daily wear. Cardigans, plaid, polo shirts, jumpers, uh, skirts, and slacks. So you're supposed to try to look old money. Okay. Like okay. a British, yeah, uh, like British style three button suit, anything tweed. Okay. All right. Okay. And don't overdo it. Try to go for a relaxed look. Okay. Like you just got back from a week at the family home. No, I, I, got, I got back from one of my gold mines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from my gold ranch. All right, uh, the next thing it recommends is to have good hygiene. Make sure you brush your teeth and take a shower, wash your hair, and keep it tidy, but understated. Clean your nails. Oh, okay. All right, I'll do that. Clean your nails. 
I have ink all over my nails. It says, uh, keep your face neat and your body well-groomed. You should have well-shaven facial hair. Okay. Should I do a mustache? Um, oh. I can kind of do a mustache right now. I can fill in the rest of it with some makeup. All right, maybe a mustache okay, let's would give you, be appropriate. Let's do um, so you need to act in a more patrician, patrician um, manner. Okay. Drive more slowly. Uh, so, well, I'm not driving. My, my right, money. So we're I taking the bus. On, no, I flew in on my helicopter. Oh, okay. So we're gonna. Right. You're not taking the bus. Yes, okay. I'm taking the bus. But everybody there will think I came in on a helicopter. That's why I don't have a car ramp because mm-hmm. I didn't drive down. <laughs> I don't drive anymore myself. What's uh, your? Unless I'm driving one of my uh, tank roving vehicles on when I'm uh, visiting my gold ranch. Your tank roving vehicles? Yeah, they're like big uh, vehicles. It's also suggested to uh, smell like money. So if you want to purchase, maybe you can go to like you're going to be downtown today. Maybe you should pop into one of the department stores downtown. Like. Some Jakar Noir? No. Is that fancy? Like you have to go to like Nordstrom or something and walk through the men's cologne section and then get a little sample. And then what you do is you put a little sample on your inner wrist and underneath your jawline so that way you smell rich. Yeah, but see, the problem there is I'm allergic to all that cologne stuff. Doesn't matter. So I'm, if I do that, I'm just going to be, my eyes will be all red and swelled up and I'll be like nose running constantly. All right. That's what I have to do. Old old Spice, is that... Oh, somebody says Stetson. Yeah, Stetson. That sounds like Stetson. something that's... Uh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Sounds like a manly scent. Right. My uh, musk. The most important thing of all, though, is to try and act normal. Okay. People who are not rich wish they were. People who are rich don't want anyone to know. Be relaxed and lighthearted. No, that's why I'm the <laughs> aloof, uh, eccentric, uh, okay. you know, billionaire. Also, be careful what uh, who you talk to, what you do, and where you are at all times. I think I'm kind of picturing myself as... An Indiana Jones type if he were a billionaire gold tycoon. Like, I'm, I'm a mixing of two. I'm alluring. Okay. I'm a mystery. You're a mystery man. I'm an enigma. You're an enigma. They want to get to know me. Okay. Yeah. Well, and there was one more. Uh, it says, act, finally, act like a learned person. Act like, okay, yeah. A learned mm-hmm. person. So wealthy people frequently receive private schooling. So yes. is, education is important. So brush up on your general knowledge. Okay. Greg Goldenstein. But don't flaunt it. Right. Or it says, don't flaunt your education or claim to be an expert on something. Oh, but I am an expert. Mm. See, but I'm an expert on things that they don't know anything about. Read books and have uh, perfect grammar as well as a good vocabulary, but do not throw long words around to sound impressive. Ah, see, and that's another reason why science facts would would work just very well. Mm. Because I can just make up things and they're going to be like, oh, because they're going to be too embarrassed to admit that they, they're like, make might question whatever facts I throw out. But then they're like, well, no, what if he's right? I don't want to look like an idiot. Yes, 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 that's right. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think this is exactly what I need to do. All right. Well, I do have a, a few more. So I found this on another site. Though This is like this one, instead of like how to trick people into thinking that you're rich, this is you pretending that you've come from a rich family. Because that's what you want to be. You want to pretend like you're old money, not new money, right? Yeah. No, we've been gold ranchers for many, many centuries. Gold ranchers? That's what it is? Yeah. Okay. So this one is called How to Pretend That You Came From a Really Rich Family. So, uh, let's see. The first one is, uh, let's see, you've got to frequent bookstores and cafes, that, but that's not important. That doesn't work with our situation. All right. Always be nice to servants and waiters mm-hmm. and bartenders, etc. Um, never be stingy when it comes to tips because that, that will make you look stingy. Okay. So, you have to All be right. overindulgent with your tips. Like, how much do I have to tip? I don't know. Enough to be impressive. A dollar a drink. Isn't that the normal rule? Oh, I have to tip more than that? Um, like, you can pay... Well... Depends How on about this? What I'll do is I'll bring a 20 out, and then when a girl's around, I'll like tip with the 20 so the guy sees it, but then I'll have a deal with him. I'll be like, all right, dude. And then as soon as she walks away, I'll be like, hey, can I get like $19 back from that? Mm-hmm. Can you like give me some change from that 20? That's really tacky. Okay, Don't give somebody money to hang on to and then take it back from them and expect <laughs> them to do it. Well, not you know all what of it. Say? Not all of it. I'll just give like, like 19. 
And I'll be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sir. I put it down somewhere. I can't seem to find your twenty, but thank you for your <laughs> thank you for your generosity. All right. Uh, another thing you're supposed to know is know what fine dining is. As cliche as it sounds, learns about wines and cheeses. I, I know about cheeses. You need to, oh, you also need to have good table manners. You don't have those. I do too. You are the weirdest eater I've ever what seen. What do you mean? You shove food into your mouth. You don't open your mouth very wide and you get food all over your face. I shouldn't open my mouth very wide. That is a, that is a good thing to do. No, you open it like way too small. Well, it's, you have to open it wide enough to be able to get all the food in. Like, yeah, you don't open your mouth wide, but in turn, it just kind of like shaves off the top and bottom of whatever you're eating, and sometimes the sides, and it just ends up all over your face. It is not. That is not true. It's like a wood chipper when the piece of wood is too big. No, that is not. Just, uh, just kind of shaves off onto your face. That is absolutely <laughs> not how I eat. No, I eat uh, respectfully. I put it in my mouth. I don't want other people to see me eating. It's shameful. You because are remember, so embarrassed about eating. I am ashamed about eating in front of other people. I don't know why. It, it bothers me. It makes me uncomfortable sometimes. Unless everybody else is eating then I'm, I'm better with it but yeah so I want to get the eating done as fast as possible do not be boastful about new um, new things that you purchase be it jewelry watches etc oh so should I talk about my helicopter you should probably not talk about your helicopter uh, another thing it says do not pretend that you never eat fast food at all because that's going to be a red flag because a lot of rich people it says really do enjoy fast food even though they don't eat it very often oh I'm not gonna no I don't know about that then what should I talk about they got me a chicken quesadilla down there at uh, Taco Bell. That was, that was real good. Do I there talk about it like, like ironically? Like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. The other day, I had a taco. Oh, peasant food is delicious sometimes, isn't it? You know, and taco, say, say something like that. Mm-hmm. Without get me a buy? No. Okay. I'll be well-versed in the humanities, especially art history and literature. So okay. again, so you have to show that you're well-educated. Oh, no, that's perfect that it's at the museum because I do know the paintings and the artwork there. Oh, my God. I can you get away with that. You onto something yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is actually uh, the the frieze from the Parthenon, and this uh, one in particular is a mold from the original. Don't talk like that. 1907, actually gifted from the British uh, <laughs> Historical Society. Where they were. Yeah, no, I've read all the plaques a million times. I know okay. that stuff. Uh, also, you have to have a collection of things to talk about, uh, perhaps subjects that you like, that you know. Let's talk about so like art or historical items, uh, things that you take interest in, such as books. What about Bigfoot? Probably shouldn't be pulling out the Bigfoot card so well, early. When I was uh, exploring the mountains for new gold uh, mines and ranches, I did uh, stumble across a large beastly animal by the name of, uh, I believe you call them Sasquatch. And uh, I lived with the Sasquatch for uh, a fortnight, but I chose to leave them on their way as they are part of nature. Something like that. Mm. And then they'll be impressed with the fact that, you know, I was out in the wild. They wouldn't be. All right. And finally, so if you do finally land one, so first you've perfected the art of, you know, being able to go to pretend that you're rich. Then you've also perfected the art of pretending that you come from a rich family. Okay, I have all that now, stuff down. Now it's coming down to uh, what you're going to talk to the person about when you're actually talking to an actual rich person. Okay. All right. What do I so say? This is, so these are things that, these are, uh, this is a list of don'ts, Greg. Okay. So I'm just going to take the things away from you. That you shouldn't do, and just leaving you with Greg Goldenstein, the third gold tycoon, mm-hmm. with all like everything going for you. Yes. So I'm just going to pluck away the bad parts. All right. All right. So the first thing that you do is you do not ever talk about your old relationships, be it ex-wives, ex-girlfriends, ex-anything. Okay. Don't talk about anything before the person. Nobody existed before you're rich. Yes, because you're rich she's date. an exquisite creature. I've already mm-hmm. told her that. Uh, also, do not bring up topics such as your future together. Or what? How many kids? Or what you would want to name them? Well, no, I, I don't think I'm going to do that anyway. That's that go. just sounds creepy. Uh, don't ever talk about meeting their parents. No. Okay. 
Don't talk about any family issues you might have, such as if you have a sister with a drug addiction. <laughs> well, okay. I have neither a sister nor a don't, sibling with a drug addiction. Don't so. talk to her about her money or how much her inheritance will be if she is set oh, to come into money. Curi- actually, no, I'm kind of curious about that, though. If I can weasel my way in there as a gold tycoon, and then in, in reality I, like, get a whole bunch of money? Mm. Dude, this could be... Yeah, you, you shouldn't talk about that. I, I just plucked that away from you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, don't talk about how attractive you find yourself to be. Because well, that will be a turnoff for them. I'm just a man of the the mountains and high society because I've been around all over the place. If the women find me attractive, far be it from me to stop them. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. Okay. Uh, also, no conversations about uh, the person's body. So you can't be like, wow, I really like your boobs. That dress fits you uh, amazingly, and the tailor clearly had your shape in mind when designing that dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe the tailor did, and maybe you just look like an idiot because you didn't know that rich people have their personal tailors. No, I assume they did. That's why I said the tailor had no, her in mind. No, you, you didn't sound like, you sounded like you didn't know what you were talking about. You no. know what I am doing? You know what I'm doing if I'm the rich girl? I'm walking away. No, that was a classy no, way of saying she has classy. nice boobs. No. That was a classy way of, of telling her that she's, you know, I'm, I'm digging what she's got going on there. Well, I am looking forward to watching you fail miserably. So there you go, Greg. I was just trying to help you out. Well, when I end up back at one of the fancy suites somewhere with all of my fancy friends. Oh, you're fancy. Oh, you're going to get a whole new set of friends then yep. too, huh? Whole new set of friends. Okay. I'm going to be talking to you, old scab hands over there. I know. Nope. Uh, didn't we see you with scab hands earlier? No, that was not me. Isn't that sad? What? We can use you as a topic of conversation, though. Did you see that girl? I wonder how she got in here. I mean, I don't want to call security, but I do have to wonder sometimes. The poor creature just much. Uh, by the way, apparently all women are creatures today to me. Yeah, uh, what is wrong with you? The poor, the poor lass. She wandered in here. You got great creature She's, tits. She <laughs> seems. <laughs> <you> can say. <laughs> she seems a bit aloof. She does definitely seems some kind of out of place. Did you see the scab on her hand? That's the only thing I'm worried about. You know, I, I'm <gasps> fine. We'll get her a doggy bag. We'll get her some food that she can... Uh, maybe she can eat in one of the side rooms. I'll speak to the staff and see if we can get her something and maybe send her on her way to where, someplace where she might be a little more comfortable. Yeah, you'll be a good topic of conversation for me and my rich friends. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is there any way I can classily cover up? Maybe I'll get some like stage makeup and fill in like where it's cut. <laughs> You're going to do that, and it's going to look really bad. It's going to look like I have some weird lump on the back of my head. discolored and like a big, weird... like. Yeah. The, no like, way. I'm totally putting some. No, because I want to show off my nails, and I don't want this cut to be. It's barely luck. a cut. You, okay, let me just say this is like half a centimeter long, and it's a, right now. By tomorrow, it's going to be scabby. It's not going to be scabby. Scab hands. That's what they'll not call you. Not going to be scab hands. Oh, there goes that sca- scab I hands. Just wanted chick. to look nice. You'll be known by everybody there. There's hundreds of people that are going to be there. They'll all know who scab hands is by mm. the end of the night. Oh yeah, scab hands. I saw her. No, I'm going to be really self-conscious. Well, I don't want you to be scab hands, but I'm just saying. I mean, are there any tasteful fingerless gloves? Or how can one how can one gently hide the back of their hand? I I I don't know. You don't know? I don't know the secret to that one. I'm sorry. It's hard to tell. Well, you're an actor. I thought you had tips or something. Oh no, wait! I'm the actor now because I am the oh, my featured God. star of Portlandia. You're not. <laughs> All right, Greg. So excited for my fake nails. I'm going to look good in my dress barn dress. It's going to be pretty amazing. I gave you so many tips. You're going to do great. Yeah. Good luck to you. Yeah. I can't wait. To, I'm going to try and get some secret video of Greg epically failing, trying to pick up on women. I'm not going to fail because they're going to come to me because I'm going to be aloof. Mm. Maybe I need an Indiana Jones type of hat. Yeah.
An Indiana Jones hat with my suit, so that way it looks like, oh, he's comfortable in both worlds. Yes. You have to wear a top hat. I do have a top hat. All those gloves are awesome. Madam Madam Scab Hands. We'll make sure that you're... Will you stop calling me Madam Scab Hands? I do have two cuts on this hand, though. God damn it. It's just sad, really. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And thank you to our wonderful sponsor, Metro PCS. Absolutely. Metro PCS. Um, actually, I'm... Might be getting a new phone this week. I know. I know you're very excited, no, I'm about, excited it. about it. I know because phone. you never stop talking about it. I know. I do. I talk <gasps> about it a lot. Oh my gosh, Keelan just made the best meme ever. What meme? It's a picture of your head on a little boy's body, and it says "Ready for high society," <laughs> <laughs> and he's in a suit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, too bad we'll never post that one anywhere. Oh, no one will ever see that. Too bad it's already saved on my computer. <laughs> um. Yes, Metro PCS, though, they are fantastic. They've got a whole bunch of phones that are on sale right now. Mm-hmm. And if you go to metropcs.com slash metro, you can find a location nearest you. Their rate is, they have uh, three different uh, tiers of service. 40, 50, 60. 40, 50, 60, flat rate. Each one, each one does have unlimited texting, data, and phone calls. Mm. It's incredible. That's it. There's no like hidden taxes, no hidden fees. You know exactly what your bill is going to be every month. And um, and by the way, you don't have to sign a contract. Yep. It's month to month, which is absolutely amazing. Which is uh, very awesome considering I've been shackled into the same contract for 12 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly it. So yep. that's why Metro PCS is amazing. So go and find a location. Let them know you heard about them from Fun Employment Radio and uh, pick yourself out a phone yeah, or just know. transfer over your other service. Yep. Because that's what I'm doing. It's easy as that. Yay! All right, uh, coming oh. up this weekend will be tomorrow. <laughs> also, Chronicles of the Nerds. Chronicles of the Nerds. Right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network at about 10.30 p.m. or a.m., excuse me, <laughs> tomorrow morning. That will be followed by Rip City Bad Boys. Yes. And then we will be at the Bike Gallery Warehouse Sale. Yes. And then going to our gala. Oh, our my gala. goodness. Ooh, From I've gallery to gala. I know. You know what I'm going to do today? What? When I'm down there, I'm going to memorize all of the artworks. That way I can... You totally should. Everything. Oh, yeah. Make some notes. I will. Okay. Yep. Oh, it'll be amazing. Uh, no Rip City Bad Boys tomorrow. Oh, wait. By the way, re- retracted. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. <laughs> you guys are fantastic. We will be back on Monday with more Fun Employment Radio. Com, bye. <laughs> bye. Thanks, Greg. Oh, sorry. <laughs> do you want to do it again? Or? No. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. <laughs>